1: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family, good morning to our guests and friends who have joined us for this worship experience today. We pray that God will meet all of us at the point of our need so that we can celebrate his goodness and his grace to us. Amen. The title of the message today is When the Storm Comes. When the Storm Comes. Each of us is either currently in a storm, coming out of a storm, or will encounter a storm sometime in the future. Storms are an inescapable part of human life. There are financial storms, unemployment storms, health storms, emotional storms, storms on the job, storms in the family, and storms even in the local church. Whether you like it or not, whether you are prepared for it or not, your vessel will hit stormy seas, and the circumstances of life will threaten your journey. Acts chapter twenty-seven, which was read for us by Minister Kynes, gives us a story of the Apostle Paul on board a ship that was caught in a nor'easter and destroyed. Though only a prisoner on his way to Rome to appear before Caesar, this man of God became the chief person on board and gave directions which led to all 276 passengers surviving unharmed. While the owner of the ship, the captain and the military officer in charge of the prisoners, huddled together in fear of their lives, Paul stood like a giant and issued directions he had received from the Lord, and not one life was lost. I believe there are some valuable lessons to be learned from Paul's experience. Let me point out several things that we need to do when we find ourselves in one of life's storms. First, have faith in God. Acts twenty-seven, twenty-two through 25, we read, But take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and he said, Don't be afraid, Paul for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God it will be just as he said. As a Christian, Paul was absolutely convinced that the Lord would never abandon him no matter what his circumstances were, he had proven that God was faithful. So, in the midst of a life-threatening storm, he knew that he could look to the hills from whence comes his help. He had been in many dangerous situations before, and God preserved his life. In Second Corinthians, chapter eleven, and verses 24 through 26, Paul says, Five times my own people gave me 39 lashes with a whip. Three times the Romans beat me with a big stick, and once my enemies stoned me. During my many travels, I have been in danger from rivers, robbers, my own people, and foreigners, My life has been in danger in cities, in deserts, at sea, and with people who pretended to be the Lord's followers. And in all of this, all of these situations, the Lord stood with Paul. Not a stranger to the storms of life, Paul called on the Lord in the midnight hour, and an angel told him that everything would be all right. David tells us in Psalm 34 and verse 7 the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. If you are not a person in a right relationship with God, if you are an are an infrequent visitor before the throne of the Heavenly Father. When your storm comes, it will be difficult for you to have faith in God. Fear will take the place of faith, and panic will set in. But the more you know God, the more you will trust him. Some folk only call on the Lord when the storm hits, but it is too late then. For if you are a stranger before the throne of God, if your voice is not known in the courts of heaven, if you are unfamiliar with the divine promises in the scriptures, then you cannot plead your case with success. When the storm of illness, when there is sorrow due to the loss of a loved one, when there is unemployment, when there are family problems, and all the other problems that can come, when they are there to destroy your life, your first course of action should be to call on the Lord and have faith in him. Faith in his almighty power. Faith that he will not abandon you. Faith that nothing can separate you from his love. Faith that God will deliver you. You see, faith allows you to sing In the midst of the storm, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. We need faith in God to get through the storms of life. But secondly, ride out the storm. Acts 27, 14 and 15. But the weather changed abruptly and a wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind so they gave up and let it run before the gale. Two hundred and Seven to six, people were traveling on this grain ship in the year 62, expecting to have a smooth sailing, and then the storm hits. Isn't that our experience as well? We think we are in control of our lives or time or schedule, and then a storm hits. We have goals, dreams, plans, desires, and then a storm hits. At one time, some of you perhaps had plans to go to college, start a business, buy a home, and a number of other things, and then a storm hits. The question is, how did you handle your storm? Did you fight the circumstances and become bitter, or did you accept your situation and altered your plans in the direction of the storm. You see, Paul knew by experience that he could not fight the storm but must give way to it. He knew that a storm did not have any regard for his agenda, his plans, or his schedule. What good is a calendar or priority list when you are in the middle of a storm? Storms cancel plans, storms interrupt schedules and dictate actions we do not like. We can respond with anger and bitterness or we can give way to it thinking about what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 8.28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called According to his purpose for them. So don't etch your plans in marble or concrete, for you do not know when a storm will hit. James says in James chapter 4 and verse 14, How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog, it's here. A little while, then it's gone. And how we know that, especially during this time of COVID. One day, someone was here and the next day they're gone. See, when your life and your plans are in the will of God, storms will come and storms will go, but you will not have to fear for your safety because you know that the winds and the waves obey his will. And no water can swallow the ship where lies the master of ocean, earth, and skies. They they shall sweetly obey his will. But number three, get rid of all of the excess baggage. Verse 18, the next day as the gale force winds continue to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. Verse 38, After eating, the crew lightened the ship further by throwing the cargo of wheat overboard. Now the freight on board the ship, so precious to the owner's eyes, or in the owner's eyes, acquired at great cost, put on board with much labor, and on which he hope to gain much profit now loses its value in his eyes. Something more precious is at stake, the ship itself and the lives of those on board. So the sacrifice must be made. See, some folk think that they could never do without certain material things. But when the storm of illness or unemployment comes, it's amazing how they get along without them. See, when the sailing is smooth, or life is going well for us, God and the church are put on the back burner. But when a storm hits, people suddenly become very religious, and they are calling upon God. As a pastor, I've observed over these many years that when a storm threatens the existence of some folk, they suddenly become religious and they find themselves in church. Many of you are serving the Lord today because a storm shattered your dreams, ruined your plans, threatened to destroy your life. It says, Christians, we need to get rid of the excess baggage in our lives that is preventing us from serving the Lord as we should. Excess baggage comes in all forms. Friends whom we know are dragging us down. Bad habits that constantly feed us. Desires that strangle obedience. Behavior that is displeasing to God. And attitudes that separate us from God and from one another. Jesus told The disciples listening to him in Luke chapter 9 and 23. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. We have to give up something when we want to serve the Lord. We can't carry all that stuff around with us. But number four, keep up your courage. Verse 25, so keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. You see, when the storm is raging, it's important that we keep up our courage. We do not get depressed and want to give up. You see, despair will only make matters worse. Think of the worst, and the worst will happen. I, I like to be around cheerful, happy people, and perhaps you do as well. I don't like to be around people who are negative and are always complaining about something. You see, the Apostle Paul was a positive Christian, who could always see the positive side of every situation listen to him in roman in philippians chapter 4 and verse 4 writing from prison now he's in prison but listen to him he says always be full of joy in the lord i say it again rejoice so there's no greater ministry that a christian can perform today than that of lifting up the downcast cheering the sad and encouraging the Discouraged. There are many discouraged people around us who need the ministry of encouragement which God has given to some of us, his children. A kind word, an encouraging word, a positive word said to someone in the midst of a storm can work miracles. If you, are a and if you are negative and pessimistic by personality, don't hang around somebody like yourself in a storm. <laughs> Find a person of faith, a person who knows the promises of God, a person who can see the sunshine and the rain and light in the midst of darkness. See, Paul could tell the crew and the passengers to be of good cheer because he had been in contact with heaven and learned that no lives would be lost. We have no basis to cheer up anyone unless we have been in contact with heaven and have a word from the Lord. And so encourage one another, brothers and sisters, with a word from the Lord found in the scriptures. We can find all that we need there in the scriptures. Now, during Paul's time, an angel came and spoke with him. But now we have the scriptures written for us, that we can find the promises of God and find things that can help each other. And number five: Stay with the ship. Verse thirty-one. But Paul said to the captain or to Captain Julius and the soldiers. If the sailors don't stay on the ship, you won't have any chance to save your lives. So why did Paul give this counsel? Because the sailors, whose responsibility it was to stay on board and care for the safety of the passengers, were about to abandon the ship to save their own lives. Such selfish and cowardly folk are to be found in every group. When the sailing is smooth, they are with you. But when there is a storm in your life, they are nowhere to be found. They only think of themselves. And so I'd say to you, get to know people you can count on when you are going through a storm. They are more precious than gold, So cultivate their friendship because you're going to need them. And one of the wonderful things about this fellowship called People's Baptist Church is that we have people around us who will lift us, our needs and concerns, to heaven. And we have been doing it now since COVID-19 started. Every Sunday evening at 6 o'clock from 6 to 7 we meet we give thanks and praise to God we um, get updates on on the sick and the shut-ins and we pray for them we pray for one another and that has been such a blessing to us over 132 meetings that we have had it never pays to run from a storm stay with the ship or slave ancestors referred to the ship as the old ship of Zion. Saints, it never pays to be jumping from one ship to another, to go from church to church hoping that you'll find something different. Neither should you blame the captain of the ship when you are in the storm, because you'll need him and need the skills that God has given him to help you in the storm. God allows storms to come our way. He has a purpose for allowing the fierce winds to beat on our ship. Storms have a way of pulling us together, as COVID-19 has done. Storms strengthen our faith. Storms show us who is for real, who you can count on. Storms sift out the uncommitted, who are only on board for the ride, stay with the ship, the old ship of Zion, the Church of Jesus Christ. But finally, give thanks to God. Verses 33 through 36. Just before dawn, Paul begged them all to eat some food. You have been Waiting for 14 days now, and all this time you have not eaten a thing. I beg you then, eat some food you need it in order to survive. Not even a hair of your head will be lost. After saying this, Paul took some bread, gave thanks to God before them all, broke it, and began to eat. They took courage, and every one of them also ate some food. So when you are in a storm, thanksgiving is an anchor that will get you through. And as you, many of you know, that on Sunday evenings, when we meet, the first things we do, we spend time thanking God for all that he has done for us. You see, thanking God in the midst of the of a storm gives perspective and inner strength. I'm never free until I can thank God for what I will learn in the midst of the storm. When I thank God in advance of a solution, it breaks the bondage of worry. To express thanks when you are in the middle of a storm is not easy, but God will honor your faith in him. I am so glad that we serve a great God who has promised to protect us and to provide for us in the midst of life's fiercest storms. I am so thankful that God has promised never to leave us nor forsake us. And God is faithful in keeping his promises. What he has said he will do, what he has declared he will perform, what he has promised he will fulfill. He is faithful to hear and answer our prayers. He is faithful to forgive us our sins, to dry our tears, to lift our burdens, to guard our footsteps, to supply our needs, to calm our fears, and to replenish our joy. So if you're presently going through a health storm, or a financial storm, or a family storm, or an unemployment storm, or whatever kind of storm you're going through, my advice to you is hold on. God is still God, and he will remember his own. Hold on. God's promises are sure. Hold on. God knows what you are facing at this very moment. Hold on. God cares about you. For there is no problem which he cannot solve. There is no situation which he cannot change. There is no sorrow which he cannot comfort. There is no storm which he cannot calm. There is no hurt which God cannot heal. And there is no crisis that God cannot handle. So hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street, at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-427.